This is the Politically Non-Binary Podcast, and I'm your host, Ariel Isaac Norman. Every week, I have on a comedian or some other concerned citizen to confess a controversial opinion or two. Enjoy. That some people aren't even okay with you having a question about or yeah. like, yeah. Well, and I, it's, I've, I've experienced that because I'm in uh, Northwest Georgia, Hmm. which is Marjorie Taylor Greene oh. is my representative. Oh, she's representing you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what are what how, what is your experience of her? I mean, I barely even pay attention. I mean, I'm aware that she's kind of off the she is off, reservation or whatever. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, and I actually was interviewed by the Fox Syndicate in Chattanooga uh, mm-hmm. because my so the city that I'm in is wrinkled. It's like 10 minutes away from Chattanooga and that's Northwest Georgia where Marjorie Taylor Greene is our representative. So anytime something happens with her, Fox's uh, Chattanooga syndicate sends somebody out to Ringgold to try and like get people's Man opinion. on the street stuff? Yes. Okay. And the last one was when she made her big um, hoop-de-doo at the State of the Union where she was dressed, I mean, just like a clown was she <laughs> i mean she had like the this big white feathery thing I, I don't know she just looked ridiculous um which i'm a fan of fashion yeah totally for it um but she's already lauded for being just a, a clown yeah you know so why like why well, because i think that's that's part of the issue is that what gets you success in america right now standing in, out in, in any field basically or in any kind of entertainment based field which politics now is um it has been for a while but increasingly so and so it is is just standing out and being a lot mm-hmm. and like and so, I mean, you see it in comedy. There are people who get famous on Instagram or TikTok, and yes. it's not really necessarily because they're the best, but they're just good at being a lot uh, all the time. Yes, and getting all the attention. And she is good at being a lot. Yeah, yeah, she's into that. So they did ask me like how I felt about her representing me. I'm like, I don't want her to be my representative. <laughs> yeah, and I hope um, she doesn't represent anybody. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think that. Yeah, I'm, I don't understand how. She was voted into. I mean, I guess I do, though, with the people that I live around. I'm like, I I can kind of see it. (laughs) Well, who did she beat? Who was her competition? Oh, that I couldn't even tell you. Because sometimes that's the issue is people are going, you know what? She's fucking crazy, but we'd rather that than this person who's just going to be an establishment. You would think that you would think that. Right. So this year, 2023, it was earlier this year. We had um, an election in in my area for and Herschel Walker was running right against he was the guy who had the affairs or something he's the football player with like you can tell that he's had multiple concussions (laughs) you know like he's like make he's has these speeches that he's doing where he goes off on these tangents talking about like werewolves and vampires like if you watch that's probably popular it and it's funny to watch it is funny to watch but it's also scary right because he is running for political position and so I was dating somebody at the time that was very much like, I can't believe you don't vote. And I'm like, it's a waste of your time. And she was very much like, you need to vote. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I just moved to Ringgold and I went ahead and registered when I got my driver's license done. And I'm like, I'm going to go vote in this election and say no to Herschel Walker because this is insane. Mm -hmm. And I had to vote twice because the first time it was too close. Oh, yeah. They did a they did a Yeah. And I was uh, like, I had to say no twice. Yeah. Like, are y'all not watching these um, speeches? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they are watching them, but they're making fun of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there are some people who are quite happy for government to not be functional, and so it's like it's like good. To it's have another reality TV show reality, we get yeah. to watch. Um, yeah, the real politicians of oh my god, wherever yeah you're at, and the real politicians of the Georgia Tennessee area are just. They've got some interesting things going on, but I think it's all a distraction. It's all a distraction. Okay, so let's do this then, (laughs) since you're already creeping up on your opinion. Can you introduce yourself to the audience? My name is Bridget Martin. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a comedian, I guess you could say, located in the northwest region of Georgia. Chattanooga Metro, that's what we call it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's who I am. And then what's your controversial opinion? Uh, I think voting is a waste of time. Okay. So give me your elevator pitch for why I should not vote. Well, uh, in the voting, so the first time I ever voted was year 2000. Okay, yeah. And I lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I was very excited to vote because it was my first time voting. I just turned 18 and I waited in line for a long time at university to go vote. Uh, 
And then months afterwards, I had gotten a letter in the mail that because of all of the issues that they have with the machines in Florida, mm-hmm. that my vote literally did not get counted. Yeah. <laughs> Is I wish that I could get that paper. Were you one of the hanging Chad people? I was. So you, so this wasn't your own fault then? Well, You're, I guess. I, I guess. Mean, I was just excited you did, to Do you vote remember and, the Chad? You know, honestly, I don't remember how it went down at all. It was such a long time ago. Because we were told it was all old, stupid people. You know, old, you know, you know they, they just don't know what's going on. But I didn't really, it was also 18 year olds. That yeah, 18 year olds. It's always the old and on. the young yeah. who are the problem. But I, I wish I had kept that letter because it, it confirmed that my vote did not count. Well, in that particular case. And honestly, maybe it shouldn't have because I was 18 and yeah. I did not know. I did not do any kind of research. I was just like, I'm going to vote against Bush, you know? Yeah. Don't you think maybe we should tighten the voting ages to like 25 to 65 and then just that's it? I don't know about tightening the voting ages, but I think maybe more education. If we're going to have a voting age at 18, the education needs to start earlier. Right. But who's doing the education? Right. Well, that's part it's of the really problem. It really kind of needs to be parents and stuff. Well, God. But that's also a problem. Right. That's the issue. It's like you try to be like, oh, who could solve things? Well, if the teachers would. Oh, that's not going to. That's not viable. What about the parents? Oh, they're mm, retards too. Not. So there's really. <laughs> everyone is. Everyone is inept in this country. So it's like, well, I don't know, how are we going to. And it's I, it's I don't even know if it's just being inept. It's also just I, if you try to like research these things online. Mm-hmm. Especially now, yeah. Like I, I, the amount of information that's out there, and trying to discern what is correct right. and what is not, right, becomes really difficult. And I think for people who are that young, I mean, maybe they're a little bit better at discerning things online than I am because they yes were born and online. No. I don't know. They're also all addicted to porn and not having sex. And I mean, there's, I, you know, I'm not sure that, that the internet <laughs> is something they're really good at. Well, yeah, I guess they just contribute to it. Um, but I, it's just really hard. I, I think. To find information that's correct. Right. To really understand what it is that you're voting for. And even like understanding the things that are on the bills and that they're talking about, they like make these things just so they're not for regular people. Yeah. Well, yeah. How about how about that, though? Ballot initiatives. Do you believe in not voting on those, too? I I, I did not vote for 23 years. I didn't because I was like, this is just a waste of time, I think. And really, the reason you know, it's not just because I got this letter in the veil saying that my vote didn't count, but it's Mm -hmm. what I have come to believe uh, is that no matter what we want, what the voters want, what we put on our ballots doesn't matter because in the end money talks and all of these people are puppets. Right. And whatever money wants to have happen is going to happen. So basically you just think it, it doesn't matter. Even if we, try our best there's nobody good to vote for because they're all bought and paid for by the i'm sure not 100 of them are so that's the thing it's like should we not try to find the ones who we think really are like you know not uh you know not so and morally compromised up. compromised yeah, yeah. And, because I will say I uh, I agree about the waste of time in general and your vote generally you know it's it's never going to come down to one vote how do you you know but early voting takes very little time yeah, and that's what I did yeah. um, in this last election. I did the early voting. Yeah, it doesn't take long. No, and you get and your Yovote sticker, and that's yeah. nice. You, and even when I didn't early vote. Sometimes you get a free donut yeah. or something. <laughs> and they did not have snacks at mine. I was disappointed. No, you got to take your, you got to look up your city's, um, if you have your vote sticker, then you get a free something at different Oh, different I have businesses. seen that. You're right. I mm-hmm. thought you meant at the voting center. <laughs> no. I guess that would be. The old people there might have like old people candy or something, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Yeah, there were a lot of old people. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing is it's just so many like a politics is old people right now it's there's so many old people involved and just watching them slowly lose their minds right but that's more reason why we should vote them out right we well and i think we need to start there just needs to be a drastic change in the way our government is run yeah because the the thing that I tell people and that, that I th- I think is a good argument for voting is that it really doesn't matter that much whether, you know, your vote counts or sways something. Obviously, it's not any individual vote isn't going to almost almost at all. There's an, almost no possibility of that. Um, but. They can't see what they can't see who you vote for. They mm-hmm. can't see, but they can see whether various demographics vote or not. Yes. And so when they see, OK, well, yeah, looks like we just still need to get all the old people to vote for us because they're the only ones voting. 
then they're going to continue. They're all old too. So they're going to continue doing things by old people for the old people, <laughs> they, right. you know? And so if they see like, oh, okay, good. The younger people continue to not vote or be engaged. Doesn't matter to, to get reelected. We don't even have to cater Serve to them in any way. We don't have, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's my thing of like, well, I don't want them to just go, oh, Look, they're not even voting. Yeah. So I guess we don't even have to try. Like we can just, you know, make this even more flagrant. I feel like that they're not even trying now, though. Right. I Because even when they're going to try and attract our votes, like I guess the student loan thing is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. They set it up to offer all these promises that they cannot deliver on. Right. You know, like, yes. okay, wiping away student loans sounded great and everything, but. Now he can't deliver on it. So you yeah. like get the wishes and hopes up of all these people because they're like, OK, I am going to go out and vote because I do want that and that will benefit me. And then yeah. they get screwed again. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you made the mistake of trusting someone like Biden. Right. Which, you know, that's not. Yes. We have to actually get truly maverick people in there. And I mean, that's something where, you know, Trump. <laughs> for all of the bad things about him. You know, people really did have hope because they wanted to reset the system. They wanted to change things. Yes. They wanted to have a populist movement where the, the country was actually run for the people. And it's interesting because like a lot of the kind of um, impetus behind him was like tear the system down kind of thing. Yeah. And and I hear the same thing from the left, my left, left, left friends of like this whole country is corrupt and fucked up and we need to like tear it down. Like everybody does want to drain the swamp, you know, and so it's like I now I, I'm not sure, you know, in some ways, Trump is an asshole and misogynistic and that's all sucky. Um, in other ways, like I think some of the things he did that I, I've heard are, are kind of good and that some of the things that he wanted to do, he was hamstrung because the establishment absolutely didn't want someone anti-establishment coming in there and do it like and I'm not sure. It's all very confusing to me. I am not an expert on Trump at all. <laughs> I don't think much, anybody is. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's a lot going on. I mean, I'm, but I'm much more excited about RFK Jr. now, but who's also being demonized mm -hmm. by the establishment. And I, the further I look into it, the more it seems like he's the best man for a truly true upheaval of. That would be interesting to see. Well, yeah. So then I'm like, and, and so then to me, like, OK, the general election is mostly a farce as, as an election. I mean, but then primaries maybe are worth voting in because only like 20 ish percent of the population is even voting in primaries. So right. your vote does go farther. And so like and especially if you're in a state, I don't know how Georgia or Tennessee are. I, if you're in a state where you can be in both vote in both primaries, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. You get to help shape both parties. Um, but that's what I find more interesting. Like once we get to the general election, I almost always hate our choices. Yeah, because it's like I don't want either of these. Right. But watching people in the primaries, listening to people in their podcast, reading their books like, you know, I've liked some of these people and both mostly on the Democrat side over the recent years, but some of the Republican side, too. And, you know, it's like so I would rather focus on that. Like, let's try to get the right people nominated instead mm -hmm. of letting this. But I think part of the is, yes, we can get the right people nominated. Yes, we can get the right people in office. But there's still that puppet system right. that we're not. It's not something that we see like so these people could get all the way up there and they have all these great ideas and they want to make all these changes. But there's still going to be that ceiling. There's an entire which, bureaucracy. Yes. Of, yeah. Because state or if you want to call it that you've or, got like these huge companies like Amazon, I'm right. sure, has something to do with how the government operates because yeah. they stand to benefit off of whatever is happening right. in this country. So yeah. we essentially <laughs> have a kind of kleptocratic system yeah it's bought on. and paid for and so no matter what we want i believe we're just gonna get what they want yeah and they may give us some things here and there yeah. you know to keep us they give us some crumbs keep yeah. us distracted by yes. juicy controversies and they and the distractions to me are even work like in i don't know if you saw in tennessee when the three representatives were like silenced and kicked out or they yeah, were like trying to like get them out because they were standing up with students who didn't want um, who wanted better gun control in schools. Yeah. And it was just wild to me that they were like choosing out these representatives to say, but that was a distraction for whatever else they had going on. Right. In the house or whatever. Right. Yeah. Because there was something about they were breaking decorum. Yes. And then, 
Yeah. Which, and the, then you have the people like Marjorie Taylor Greene who have not been silenced. And right. tell me she's not breaking decorum. How, she's got to be breaking she, some rule or another. Yeah, she's out there like yelling, just, I mean, just causing uh, distraction during things like State of the Union. And mm. ugh, yeah. it's very annoying to me. We've got, p- politics are annoying to me because it does seem like a reality TV show at times. And I feel like we're just kind of being entertained. Right. Um, so that they can keep doing other things whenever yeah which i mean pretty rapidly sending america into a state of decline Mm. which i mean we're 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 chugging our way down and we're not sure how fast it's going to be sloping down but it's sloping and but we are a young country so Mm -hmm. like compared to like other and yeah we're in the age of technology and stuff like that but i mean as a society and a country like we're young so we're still trying to figure these things out and that's why you know everybody else is laughing at us but we're babies in this so so i think okay tell me then i'll I'll take yours further uh maybe it doesn't matter at all to vote here because everything's so rigged essentially um one way or another but also what if all of the world leaders are actually just in cahoots with each other and keeping us all distracted with their little fake like if all of this stuff is just them knowing, hey, the world is going to run out of resources and we're overpopulated. And at some point we're going to need to and we're going to have the robotics and the AI and we're going to need to get rid of all of these billions of useless people. And so maybe we just need to, you know, make everybody afraid so that we can get them to agree to either one world order or, you know, uh, CBDCs and all kinds of things for us to like seed control and any kind of ownership and wealth and, and get us all because if we're afraid enough of Russia and China mm-hmm. and, and all that, then, you know, like I'm kind of like, are we sure they're not all just kind of laughing at us? It wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah. Would not surprise me in the least. Yeah, I don't think anyone I mean, would be surprised. Even the alien thing. Now that uh, now that everyone has, get me they've, they've changed their tune. All of a sudden, like they, they, all these little things are coming out. Like, oh, there are aliens, and I'm like, I, are they not just using that now? Yeah. Like now we don't believe it, right? Because now we all think because the government doing, told us. The government's it's real. telling us <laughs> this feels like a psyop to get us all to go. Like it's like a sci-fi novel where we're all going, oh, is there a common threat? Then let's all give uh, some one world power. <sighs> to, you know, all the, yeah. yeah. Like that makes sense. I mean, for them to come out now and be like, you know what? We really need to stop fighting with each other because. Yeah. Uh, but if anybody was waiting for the government to tell them that aliens are real. They're basically retarded. Right. You know, like I just, it's not. <laughs> I mean, that's, we've never known for sure whether aliens were real, but it's always been a high likelihood that if the, if the vastness of all the universes, you know, all the known universe came up with our life, our intelligent, as we call it, life here on this one little pl- and there's so much like that it's like why would it really never happen anywhere else right that's not possible it says it, it's anything's possible well, okay, i mean yes. our lives are barely possible right. at all but like tell so, me about it <laughs> also i think probably the nature of the universe is a little bit more psychedelic than we give it credit oh, for yeah. in the materialistic way so it's like kind of like if we want aliens to be real they're real they're gonna be if you can conceive it and believe it. Yeah. Then, well, I mean, like once once we want them to be real on some kind of unconscious level collectively, then now <laughs> then they're, they're real. here. I they're mean, here. I well, I I can't say that I 100 percent believe this, but. I'll say it wouldn't surprise me mm-hmm. if they're living amongst us now. I was told that they are and that um, some of them are our politicians. Some, well, I wish I think so, because what I was told is that there's mostly good aliens and they're here to help us and that um, they they're kind of all around, but we can't see them. And me and some friends were guided in a meditation uh-huh. where we invited the aliens out. And but and you were supposed to imagine like our address and the top of our house and expand out and whatever invite them, but that like they would only visit us to the extent of the least personable, least comfortable person's comfort level with the visitation. Okay. So like if one person was like, um, oh, I'm comfortable like feeling a little tap tap on my hand, great, but I don't want to see them, then that's all we would any of us get. Interesting. Well, so then one of our friends apparently didn't imagine or wasn't giving them our address because she didn't want it. And then she proceeded to fall asleep and have a dream about aliens. And the rest of us just kind of had a nice meditation, which 
What a selfish bitch. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Why did you invite that person? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She was great. I would feel like everybody has to be on the same board. We want to see them, right? right. Yeah. We all want to see them, right? Okay, right. then you can come. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought we all agreed to try to believe. And she's like, I don't even want to give the address. I mean, honestly, she probably believed in it more than me. And even some of the others were really just cynical, but trying to be open right. to it, you know, and just like, sure, dude, whatever. You're obviously a little autistic, but this is your thing. You know, like, <laughs> we'll go with you on this. But, you know, he had stories about all these aliens coming, talking to him. And, and you always wonder about stuff like there's people like he seems sincere. He doesn't seem like. He's just like making this shit up, you know, right? You're like, so I don't I mean, well, maybe there are aliens in the 11th dimension who are here it, everybody experiences reality differently. Yeah. You know, it, like not any one of us is experiencing reality the same. So it's totally plausible right. that he, he also could just be like schizophrenic. That could yeah. be it, too. But that's his reality. Yeah. You know, like, who are we to say that that's not a true reality and that we're not the schizos? tapping into some you know? 11th dimension shit. Right. Yeah. But I think they're here among us. I think, if anything, that they're studying us and they're not going to let us know because that detracts from the experiment. Like, yeah, they want. I mean, it, and if they're politicians, you know, they're they're just trying to see how it all works. They want to see the inner workings. They want to see how we're doing it and like how we come yeah. Or maybe they're just making National Geographic type videos or they, whatever. It's like, yeah, just, we're like, entertainment for them. Right. Just the way that we would watch animals, you know, chase each other and rip mm -hmm. each other apart and not intervene. They're just watching all of our little machinations. Exactly. And yeah. And it would be, um, what do they say? Like with document documentaries, like where you don't, yeah, you don't involve yourself because yeah. you, um, I, but it's like an experiment. Like you have to keep yourself out of it right. to really see the, the results. So right. yeah, you don't want to get involved. All right. They're in the ocean. They're yeah, probably the living in the ocean because we haven't discovered enough Hell, of the half ocean. Half the shit in the ocean could be aliens and we wouldn't even know. Right. Yeah. I mean, technically it is. It's another right. world. It is very much another world. All right. Wait, how do we get on to that? We were talking about <laughs> <laughs> distraction. Yeah. We're talking about distraction. It works. It yeah. Does. The aliens just distracted us. Um, so, so is there any kind of vision that you have for how to help this country? Other since if, if voting's not good, no good. What 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 should we do? Or is well, there no hope? Do we all plan to move to Brazil? I don't know. Whichever I don't South think American that there country? is no hope. I do think that the way that our government has set up, like with the states and federal and everything, it makes it very hard for us as a people to come together as a whole mm -hmm. and battle against something like that because of how fractioned we are. Mm -hmm. Um, but there needs to be, I think there needs to be a way for us to all come together and say, no, this is not OK. Um, and I don't think that the voting is working. Yeah, uh, I think I saw an interesting um, what was it on the on the TikTok? Mm -hmm. It was like a woman saying that we need to rewrite the Declaration of Independence because it was written by and for white men. And I was like, you know, that kind of makes sense. Like none yeah. of that stuff was written with women in mind black people in mind right. it was all to serve the white rich men that came over here and founded and started the government so yeah although those men were like really really well educated and they, like nobody yes. is anymore right yeah they so were we gotta find just the right focus well, group for the I, they like, were that's well tough... educated in their times right and so like would would their education level be worth writing another declaration of independence for our society as it is right now. Well, my thing is like, how are we going to all agree on who should write this declaration right. and the new constitution? Yes. I mean, there, there may be there a handful be of geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> but this brings me to then my suggestion, which is I've started encouraging people to get to know their neighbors. I know some mm. people do, but a lot of people don't, um, especially uh, Anglo heritage people mm -hmm. um, who no longer go to church and don't have like any real community. So then we we have this like atomized society now where people aren't, you know, really encouraged to get to know their neighbors and stuff. And people mm -hmm. kind of feel afraid and they just like texting and they don't want to. And so I think what we need to start with to fix the country is Everybody gets to know their neighbors, like mm -hmm. your whole neighborhood, and then find someone in the neighborhood who probably has lived there for a while, maybe like a nurturing kind of person, whatever. And that that person can be like the hub for the neighborhood so that everyone can go to them with like if you have a need, 
Um, and then she can say, oh, do you not know um, so-and-so? Because he's actually a plumber and whatever. And then, yes. so all that kind of stuff. And then monthly block parties. We need to order monthly yes. block parties or neighborhood party, however you want to make it work. Um, and kind of, so build social capital in, amongst our neighborhoods so that we, you know, you can hire babysitters and dog walkers without little apps mm-hmm. taking the money, um, you know, and we can help each other and barter and all these kinds of things and, and, and take care of each other because one of the things that we're going to need to do is obfuscate the need for the federal government, which is not serving us anymore. Correct. So if we can start to learn each other's needs and skills and whatever, all of that, get to know each other and get to know, you know, a diverse group of people who happen to live near us. And that'll help us kind of feel, oh, like, oh, there's a trans person. Now I know a trans person. Now I know someone of this race that I never did before. So right. now I know someone who's 92 and now I know someone who's 14. And <laughs> what happened? <laughs> um. Uh, but I like the idea of like yeah. getting to know your neighbors, because I think also one of the things that hurts us is and I don't know if this is really the same now, but like when I was growing up, like you didn't talk about politics. That's mm-hmm. not something that you were really. And I think that that has also kind of been a detriment mm-hmm. to not talk about politics and not talk about who you're voting for, because I think it opens up those important conversations mm-hmm. for people, because like I said before, like. I have opinions, but they can always be changed Same. based on the information that has presented mm-hmm. to me because I I don't know everything. Yeah. So not talking about politics and religion, I think, is like a real waspy thing that was absolutely. happening. That was just like, oh, let's not talk about anything that might make us uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know. And I think we need to have uncomfortable conversations we, if we're ever yeah. going to make things um, right for this country and, and safe and comfortable for everybody right we have to have those hard conversations we cannot hide that stuff well and that's what's really difficult about this era on the left of cancel culture censorship self-censorship um you know questions are seen as potentially problematic or like a dog whistle or like Mm -hmm. it's it's somehow violence to even ask a question all that kind of stuff it means that then when you're talking to people who you know are in the left kind of in in that kind of the left um, you're not really speaking forthrightly and candidly. You're not asking questions. You're not challenging things. And so it seems like at least ever since Trump was elected, um, the ideas in the left have gotten worse and worse because mm-hmm. there's such a culture of like you're not really allowed to 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 discuss these things. And so all the smart people in the world aren't going to stay silent. You know, right. they have things to say. They have questions to ask. They have research to do. So they're like, OK, well, I guess I just have to go to the right in order to do those things, say those things, ask those things. And so now like the opinions on the right are kind of starting to get better and the opinions on the left are just yes. getting stupider. Um, <laughs> I think that's, that's kind of like um, the ebb and the flow of politics in, right. in America. It's always been like that. Right. Where, like, so we're in the middle of one shift. of those shifts. And so like this whole like, you know, knee jerk thing or whatever of this, this default thing of like good people are blue and bad people right. are red. Like that's all shifting around. But, but it's also like, well, even if we change that, like that'll just get uh, weaponized once we all decide that the reds are the good people and the blue are the yes. bad people. That'll get weaponized and, and fucked up. And then up. it'll just so, switch again. Right. So we're constantly just like just, going back and forth between these colors and it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? We just abandon all of that. Right. And, um, but I do, I do, when you were saying about Trump earlier, like I know a lot of people don't like him, but I do enjoy the spirit, I guess he's brought to mm-hmm. politics now because people I feel do speak more freely mm-hmm. about it um, and also he kind of like ran the country like a business right which we need some of that something you know it's it a lot is a better business. than what Biden's done with Russia yeah. and um, you know weaponizing the dollar so that yeah. no one wants to use it as a currency a world currency yeah. anymore <laughs> I, mean, I, so, I mean like it, it, there is really bad business decisions yeah made by this you can't just be a politician you kind of right. have to have that business head to you right. because it is a business. I mean, you're if it's involving like currency and how we're spending and right and our reputation in the world and how and our credit rating and yeah. like everything that you know. I mean, we have been experiencing increasingly bad inflation, and it's almost definitely about to get worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. and faster and faster. And because of the poor governance of the country, and it does feel like 
I mean, if it is a is a rematch between Biden and Trump, I really hope it doesn't get down to that because my girlfriend will kill me if I vote for Trump. <laughs> and I know I probably will do the same thing I did last time and vote for neither, you know, but my ex um, fiance, she did not vote. We didn't vote. We were non voters together. Mm-hmm. But if she did vote, she would have voted for Trump. Mm hmm. I think I voted for like Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard. See, yeah, yeah. because of the thousand dollars a month. Is that what you're going for? Uh, no, just generally speaking, because <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 the UBI. I mean, we'd have to really figure out some math to not make it all just an inflation game. Um, but at least he's thinking about the issue of how are we going to share all of our wealth yes. rather than some people being the winners and everybody else having nothing. Yeah. Um, so at least he's thinking about that and just, he just sounded more intelligent and less, um, full of political bullshit than mm-hmm. the, and, and Tulsi Gabbard too. And, you know, I just liked her from getting to listen to her talk longer and, you know, you know, what you saw in the primary debates, just, they gave her like 30 seconds right. twice, you know, and she's even then she still did pretty well, but right. then everybody, you know, the DNC fucks everybody over. And like, that was just so appalling and, and galling that like, to be manipulated the same way we were from Bernie to Hillary. Yes. This same shit, the, the DNC. And so it's like, I think so many of us who do care, but who are kind of, you know, more left type people are like, well, fuck the Democratic Party up the ass to mm-hmm. hell then. Because mm-hmm. if what you're going to give us are these corrupt career politicians who are from, you know, these power families who are probably molesting kids, by the way, you know, like the whole thing yes. is... is it's really crazy because like what QAnon believes now the QAnon people believe is actually closer to the truth than what like a, like a good old Democrat who ble- really believes in the party. Yeah. Thinks like which is so wild because so everybody wild. thinks that that's the what you know that the QAnon right. is the, the but crazy. the elites really are fucking our kids literally and and or figuratively. Yes. You know both. No, they yeah, absolutely usually are. Both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I don't know about the tunnels under the ground and the, every time there's an earthquake, it's because they're making a new tunnel under the ground for the clones to go from one end of the country or the other with their sex slaves. That might might not be real. I but, wouldn't. But it, I wouldn't. If, if 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 it came out to be true, like I'd be like, oh, well, you know, OK, <laughs> like that. Okay, I'd be less surprised <laughs> to hear that than that, you know, our politicians are earnestly doing something to improve yes. our lives. Yeah. yeah. But they that they're making decisions that matter <laughs> or that that are positively matter as opposed to just or lining our, their pockets or that our government's not going to run out of money. <laughs> well, they don't have they don't have money. Right. They have I don't think we've ever had money. Have we ever had money? I feel like we've, all, we've remember, always been running out. Remember when Clinton's whole thing was he was going to balance the budget? Yes. Doesn't that seem like 18 lifetimes ago? Yeah. Balance the budget. Yeah, I'm a bookkeeper, and it's. I understand it's difficult to balance a budget, but that's a long time. That's a, that's a long time. <laughs> I mean, it's like the entire world is the roadrunner or whatever who's run off the cliff and hasn't noticed it yet. Because mm. we just all everyone's printing money. Everyone's just promising that our children and grandchildren They're are going to pay are going to pay for everything that our grandparents are doing. You know, yeah. you know, it's and it's wild. And then like the older people, the boomers, et cetera, they don't know that, you know, every policy or they don't admit to themselves that every policy has been just trans a generational transfer of wealth from their children and grandchildren to them. Mm-hmm. And they all go, you kids should be working harder and and not, you know, maybe you don't need to have Netflix if it's too expensive and you just, you know, work hard like we did. And it's like, no, like the entire economy was stacked in your favor. Yes. And it's now stacked against us. Yeah. So. And go and, fuck yourself. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I think. Um, you know, the people that are millennials, mm-hmm. like we're just, we're just going to be screwed. We're yeah. the ones who are screwed in all of this. Yeah. And I'm, what I, my hope is that the people, um, what is the generation after millennials? Is that Z. disease Yeah. that they're, you know, they're going to pick it up. Yeah. Cause at least it. they have the skills. I think we're in the process of like helping dismantle. Yeah. And we're like pointing out the fallacies and I saying, think look, that's all we can really offer is our wisdom. Yes. Since we'll never really have a lot of money and power. Right. Yeah. We, we've passed that point in our lives. Yeah. So the only thing we can do is like help dismantle and point out fallacy and like help yeah. open up people's minds and really kind of attack this um, vision that the government has for us and and leave it up to the, the younger people who have more time yeah. and energy and I think we're the bridge, basically, of the wisdom of our elders. And we we are are young enough 
to kind of be able to speak to our to the younger generations and for them to to believe that we do care about all of the social values that they care about. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're old enough to remember the pre-internet times. We're old enough to like have older people in our lives that we really know and talk to and understand. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I do see us as kind of almost like a spiritual generation. Yes. It's kind of, you know what I mean? Just just some shaman tribe. Yeah. And we're just trying to lead them. Just trying to lead them somewhere. (laughs) To to sense. (laughs) To sense. Exactly. I I mean, I think I like, it's almost like we're saying like, it doesn't have to be this way. Like Mm -hmm. we can't fix it. We don't know what to do, but we know that it doesn't have to be this way, that there is potential for us to like do this in a different way and it be okay for everybody. Um, And I, it's just unfortunate that we don't get to see that I don't think that we'll see it in our lifetime but well this is why again with the neighbors thing um and and obviating the need for the government um as it is like I know some people who have done this where like they're fixing their own potholes for instance Mm, and it starts there um that's not much but it starts there and then you know even even everyone has their tiny little lending libraries in front of I love that so things that we do that are like this where we're all just giving to each other Mm -hmm. really help even show some kind of path out of going, well, we have to have the government. I mean, what would we do without schools? Well, all the schools suck. Yeah. Um, what would we do without libraries? I do like the libraries, but we can make our own libraries and yeah. you could pay $5 a month for something where you get books and whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. We can do collective things. We can figure out lots of different ways. We can to figure out a lot of things, especially, and, and um, I don't agree with robots i'm terrified of robots taking over and ai and all of that stuff but with all that technology that we have available to us we can make those things happen and i love seeing like uh some of the places where i live they have like refrigerators out Mm -hmm. for people like go put stuff in there and if you need to go take stuff out and there's no questions asked yeah and i love that just sense of community like you were saying just like if you need it take it yeah because we when we were living in smaller tribes of, you know, 200 people or, mm-hmm. or fewer, then of course, like everyone took care of each other. You, how could you not? This is, you know, this you're watching, person, you know, yeah. this, yeah. Someone breaks their leg. It's not like, well, fuck you. Good luck. You yeah. know, it's like you take care of it when people are old or they're young or they're, you know, in, um, invalids or whatever, like everyone takes care of each other. And, and it's, you know, we don't want to do communism in the sense of centralized government owns everything and, you know, has clipboards where they're assigning us. Yeah. Um, whatever. Um, but what we want is communalism mm-hmm. where we all take care of each other, where we have community, where we um, know each other's needs and skills, et cetera, and and our networks for each other. And I think it's just like this sad thing that's happened where, you know, thanks to all those really, really intelligent atheists. Um, they convinced all the smart people that they that they would be better off without God and better off without religion, which I get that there have been a lot of issues with religion, but religions also function as fraternities and as ways to build social capital yes. and to, you know, to work together collectively in more efficient ways. And so it's like, well, if we're too smart for that, then now you have all these people who are not reflecting on morals even once a week who have no community, who have no meaning, who have no purpose. Right. Because religion is an answer for it's an answer to that ultimate question of like what happens after because and right. people need that. And if you're taking that away from people and the community well, part of it as well, like you're just. And it's not just, yeah, like the, the community and the and the what's going to happen after you die. It's religions are something that have always been a rival for the power of the state. Yeah. And so now they're like, it's like <laughs> we're too smart to have a rival power to the state. Well, guess what? The only powers are the states and the corporations. Mm-hmm. So religions like I get it. You know, your kids got molested and that sucks. But there's a little bit of it like, well, your kids are going to get molested no matter whether there's churches or not. There's yeah. always oh, no, some people happen. working real hard to molest your kids. Yes. There's always going to be some of that. Where it's, there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a willy, there's <laughs> <laughs> often a will. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's just like we're too smart. for. And I just was listening to this um, podcast, Unheard, where this guy was interviewing Richard Dawkins. And, and he was kind of asking him, like, well, now that we've seen that the 
you know, without religion and with all these formal religions, people have kind of like wound up because we still have that the kind of these mechanisms in our brain that seem to point us towards something religious. Yeah, so now the question. So now but now this there is this kind of like the woke religion has kind of become a thing for people mm. where there's the original sin of being white or male and um and you have kind of, you know, words you're not allowed to say and th yeah. and things that take away the spirit and you should, books you shouldn't read. I mean, you can kind of see like all these parallels. And the guy was going like, you know, is it possible that maybe the world is actually worse off because you four horsemen of the atheist apocalypse, whatever, needed to be so right and so smart? And Richard Dawkins is like, well, that's if you care about human flourishing, but I care about the truth. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, like, okay. And then he goes, of course, I prefer human flourishing, but there's there's something important about the truth. And you just and you go, well, uh, that's my always been my issue with Richard, especially. I mean, I think some of the others, Dan Dennett and Christopher Hitchens, whatever, like some of them had a little bit more nuance in their mm -hmm. in their thinking about this. But Richard has always been so just cocksure yeah, in his like the, the worst thing that could there could ever be was religion, and the best thing there could ever be would be to get rid of religion. And it's like, well. Now all the masses are in withdrawal from that opiate. Yeah, they <laughs> so, need that. And people do need that. And yeah. it's and just, you know, with the answer and the community part of it is a huge thing. And also just having the um, routine mm -hmm. of having something to go do and participate in. And especially and, with community. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's so important. And, and to take that away from people and tell them that they're wrong for having it, you know, and that they don't need that. Um, well, if you go to church, you're probably a Trump supporting white supremacist. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> at this point, we just yeah. group everything into these two bins. Mm -hmm. And so it's like people are now in the closet about being Christian all the time. And, and in fact, I, you know, I was reading a story the other day about how now it's hard for Christians to adopt kids just the way it was hard for gay people to adopt kids when That's I was growing up. Now we've we've pushed the pendulum the other way where we go, hey, like, what if your kid's gay? And the guy and the father goes, well, I mean, it would be, you know, a struggle because it is against our our morals values. But, you know, I would I'm I'm sure I would I would still love my child and I would still go to their wedding. They were like, OK, but what if your kid's trans? And they were like, I mean, I didn't you know, like we can kind of cross that bridge when we come to right. it. But we're going to try our best to, you know, explore the issue and 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 see, you know, you don't really know until you get that, you know, but they they wouldn't sign on to just like we'll transition we'll the kid. It. And so they were denied um, the ability to adopt kids, you know, and it's like, remember when I just remember when when that was happening and, and it was like, should gay people get to adopt kids? You know, on, on our side of things, it was like, how could you be so cruel? There's so many kids in the foster system. Yes. There's so many kids who need to be adopted. And there's loving parents who just because they don't agree with you, all of your same v religious ideas and whatever, then you're saying they can't go to this loving home. And mm -hmm. so they should just just wallow in this foster system, whatever. And so now it's like, this sweet little Christian couple doesn't agree with what the liberal orthodoxies when and really right. only kind of the 15 percent of the farthest left's beliefs about stuff like there because we, we, we have done a good job pulling conservatives toward the Out. left. Yeah. Like they really are more in the middle now. Now they're just like, gay marriage is fine. Just please, just please don't be trans. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, which is like a lot. We have. Moved it is. Them, yeah. Which is great. And instead now, now we're going, no, no, no. You're a bad person. You shouldn't get to have kids. You yeah. know, and I'm like, it's it's like not... they've waited this entire time to have the upper hand. And now yeah. they're like, we have it. And how do you like it? And waited like, my but, whole life just to shit yeah. on. All right. Yeah. And that's how is that solving anything? And like you said, there's right. all these kids that need homes. But we're over here dilly dallying over. Well, <laughs> well, and that's the issue with the young, because they aren't old enough to know that that's how it happened. They don't remember what the 90s were like or the yes. early 2000s were like. They don't know that they're playing out a pattern that has happened before mm -hmm. and they're just on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. So that's why those of us who are gays who saw all that can go, hey, look. I get it. But you're doing the same thing to the Christians that they did to us. Right. And how does that make you it's any not, better? It's Yeah, exactly. We You believe all these things, which, by the way, there's no scientific basis for any of the gender ideology. Yeah. There is none. Right. So just no scientific basis for the Christian worldview. It's kind of the same. Yeah. So these are just different beliefs that you guys have. And maybe we should let loving parents who just are married, parent. who want to have kids. You got two loving parents. Let two loving parents 
adopt a fucking kid. Yeah. Take the take the financial onus off of the state. Right. And save that money to go towards, I don't know, education maybe to these children so we can teach them. Ideally, but but what are we gonna teach them? That's the what thing. are we allowed to teach them? <laughs> you know, and the, there was a um an essay this like sixteen or seventeen year old woman wrote that just won a contest that was about how she um she decided to quit public school like during the kind of pandemic times and they were supposed to do on zoom and all that. And she was just like, you know what? She convinced her mom to let her homeschool and just, she just gets to like wait. She wakes up at 6am and starts studying Latin and, stu- and studies oh, all this stuff. But it's like, well, I mean, she's obviously a nerd and she <laughs> right, knows yeah. herself, whatever, but she talks about like how shitty school was. It had just gotten to the point where they were just wasting so much time, like learning, you know, like, kind of liberal propaganda garbage but also yes. just like just lowest common denominator and not really spending their the time test scores test it, scores and because that's it equates to government money right and so all they're doing is is teaching the children what they need in order to appease the government right and how that's not helping the children right. because at this point we don't need to appease the government right we don't need them to be appeased we need them to help and yeah. um so we're yeah, we're doing a great disservice to children in public schools. So that's another thing about the neighborhood stuff. And then maybe that step two is going, all right, now that we all know each other, how can we set up a situation where we're not doing daycare, where we're now taking how can we oh set up a situation where we're educating our kids partially or completely? Because like maybe there can be pr- programs because there's like charter school things or there's like homeschool like you know, I'm not sure exactly. There's a lot of different programs where maybe you do some classes with this school and then some things they do do that. um, And so it's like, so now you find out, okay, in this neighborhood, this person can teach science to, you know, fourth through seventh grade kids. This person can teach math. And like, we can start really forming situations because like, and especially because people don't want what has become of the economy in terms of we need both. We need now you need two parents working full time in order to make enough and money then and then some. And, and, and so that one person's income has to mostly go to pay for the child care. And like and then, you know, no one gets to spend time with their kids. And like we need to kind of figure out, OK, we tried feminism one way. Yeah. Maybe we can revise this. Yeah. And say, hey, a lot of a lot of people, especially women, would like to spend more time with their kids, mm-hmm. would like to have some kind of work-life balance. And it would be really nice to maybe, you know, you spend a couple hours in the morning with your kids, teaching them the things that you can, working with them, whatever. And then you have a couple hours where all the neighborhood kids come to your house. And then there's a few hours where all the neighborhood kids go to somebody else's house. And now you're alone, you know, and you can do your work from home job or you can work on your hobby right. or your Etsy thing or whatever it is. Um, and we can kind of get to the place where... We've just been tricked into this idea that, well, now you have to live out here in this place. It's more expensive because that has the better schools. Yes. And then you have to have two cars now with all the cost of that. And now you have to pay for childcare and so whatever. So if we can get rid of, you know, again, obviate the need for um, a lot of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. then that would mean people don't have to work outside the home as much. They can figure out how to to work as a community in a much more efficient way where we're not giving money to all these other people. Right. Well, our workforce is also not set up to benefit us. Our workforce is set up, um, you know, obviously we go nine to five to serve the overlords of the corporations and the government. And then our children are in schools during that that time because they're being groomed to be part of that nine to five grind. Right. So like everything that we're doing now for children and work and all that stuff isn't 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 geared to like help us make money or help us. be able to afford things or make anything out of our lives. It's all just serving this higher, you know, the puppet masters. Um, And I love the idea of just like those smaller communities where people take care of each other. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, you you know better what is necessary for those around you than somebody in Washington who's never even met them. It's our country is too big and and on every level, things are too big for things to be working properly. Mm -hmm. Things work properly when everyone knows each other, when Mm -hmm. it's a small enough community that you can, you know, you can't really get away with bullshit. You can't, you know, you can't hide it. Like everyone knows everyone's business. Yeah. That's, and, and then I think at some point, like once 
we get it to the point where it's a cultural because we basically it's like we need a culture we need sets a of shift. cultural a- norms and and scripts mm-hmm. because we have this a lot of like cultural anime now where where no one really knows how to act with each other we don't know how to say hi when we pass each other on the mm-hmm. street you know much less anything else yeah and so we need to start developing an actual like in some ways kind of almost like an american religion almost that sounds frightening yeah but i mean <laughs> some kind of some kind of collective understanding of ourselves as americans who can have some shared identity and values cuz like the french the italians whatever like these people have swedes and swedes and everything like they have some idea of themselves um as like this is what our culture is like. Right. This is how, you know, whatever. And then with people who come, they want to assimilate to that, that culture. Yes. And so we really don't have that here. Because we're the melting pot. We're the melting pot. So but we're we, open to diversity and we want right. that diversity, but not really. <laughs> right. But we need to figure out some kind of way that we can be like, what can we agree on mm-hmm. in terms of how to greet each other, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like, hey, maybe we all should, you know, something that's nice about having a Sabbath day that is kept holy is that the workers have rights then to not have to work every fucking day yes. without getting fired, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, well, maybe we don't all believe in the exact same God situation, but maybe we can all, you know, agree to pretend to believe in a goddess called Americana who has decreed that we all don't work on Sundays, yeah. you know? Um, and, and we just, we gotta, we gotta think a little bit outside the box well, because think, the revolution's not going to be us fighting them I with d- guns. I, I think that's more, um, you know, with us not having like that day of rest or whatever is more just that hustle and culture, that right. hustle flow that we have in this culture, like to go, go, go do, do, do. There's no time for rest. Right. And, um, well, isn't that part of how they keep us kind of brainwashed yes, because we can't reflect on because we're too tired. There's no time to rest and re- reflect, reflect on. Or, or even like try to understand about what's going on um, in, in the government. Like we don't have the time. We may have the resources, but we have to like wade through all that, which takes time. Right. <laughs> and yeah, but, I, but by the time I get off of work, my work week is done. I'm tired. Like I don't. Yeah want to do any of that yeah it's it's a lot to ask of people yeah um i do like the idea of breaking down into into smaller communities um because we would best know how to serve ourselves we would best know and i think once we do that like if we can get to the place where people really do know each other's neighbors and that's that's the norm and people are getting together and and working together then we can start to talk about how to scale that yeah go all right now everyone is going to actually elect you know, I'm, I'm like brainstorming. I'm like, okay, maybe every neighborhood, however we define neighborhoods, you know, we can figure out how to draw those. Every neighborhood gets three representatives. One who is voted on by everybody, just democratic process. One who is the eldest person in the neighborhood. Mm, okay. And one who is, who whoever has most recently turned 18. So it could be that okay. you're a representative for a few days, a few years, whatever, depends on your neighborhood. And the next person who turns 18 is so that way you have kind of all these different perspectives. Anyway, I'm just brainstorming because we're, we're not there yet yeah. in the plan. Yeah. But like, I think because I just keep thinking about like people talk about revolution mm-hmm. and or tearing the country down or all this. And I'm like, we can't do a revolution in the old school way. No, it's not going to work for a million reasons. So I think the cooler, better version of it is actually just this really underground grassroots by the people, for the people, of the people revolution where we just start actually working together and realizing, well, what a government is, is people collectively deciding to give power to people mm -hmm. and like we can pool our resources in a certain way. So instead of us doing it like those. So when you say like create your own, you know, constitution or bill of rights, um, that is kind of what it would ultimately lead to is we go, well, we know what we want and Mm -hmm. how we want to use our funds and whatever. And we just have to kind of build it up because right now this top down thing is so broken. Yeah. It's absolutely broken. It's scary broken. Um, So what happens? So I guess like, I feel like eventually though, that would kind of turn into the same thing. Cause what happens when you have, cause the way that everybody's broken up now in the neighborhoods that they live in, Mm -hmm. they're surrounded by the same 
kind of people. So some, some some neighborhoods more than others, but yes, we have we have kind of gravitated toward living near people who are in homogenous mm-hmm. communities. Um, but I mean, I think that can be okay. There's still always going to be some diversity, right? You know, you're still going to get to know some people that you weren't otherwise. Um, and then it's like it might be easier then for people who, and especially if the, the kind of people who moved to those neighborhoods on purpose because they wanted to live near yes. people like them, might be easier for them to go ahead and build community with people who do have something in common with them, right? Um, whether it's just socioeconomic or whatever. And then you go, okay, you guys can, you know, like that's easier. It's easier to get to know people who are kind of similar to you. And then at that point, you go, okay, um, look, there's these 10 neighborhoods in this town who have realized there's something that we all have an interest in. So we're going to say, okay, we're going to have a meeting and we're like a little town hall type meeting and Mm -hmm. people can come voice their things. And then everyone send a representative or three or whatever from your um, neighborhood neighborhood to come and talk about, hey, how can we all raise funds? Can we can we say, hey, can everyone pay you know, 0.01% of your income yeah. to this thing so that you can, you know, we're just going to, again, I don't have all the answers. I, I know what step nine is. I know what step one is, you know, but <laughs> I don't. Everything in between. Everything is, in between. Yeah. We're going to have to play it's it a, a little bit game. by ear. But yeah. I think at the very least, even if we never make it past the getting to know your neighbors thing, that's going to have a really good effect because especially as things deteriorate, as the dollar becomes um, less and less capable of buying things, um, as, uh, you know, as this country goes through hardships, it's going to become really important to have people that you can rely on and trust. Oh, who yeah. know you And that and that you and that the Internet and the government is not able to get you to distrust. You know, we need to be able yeah. to actually trust people and not kind of turn on them. And, mm-hmm. you know, because there's already been hints of like Maoist cultural revolution kind of stuff in terms of people ratting on each other and, you know, canceling each other kind of stuff. So it's every man for himself at this point. So if we can, we need to get, not let that become more and more the case and be more honest with each other, more open, talk to people, get to know people, get to trust. Hey, they are a good person just Mm -hmm. because they voted for somebody that I think is repugnant. Exactly. Doesn't mean that they actually are a bad person. They have a completely different like set of news that they're watching. They have a completely different set of realities that are. Yeah. There's also different reasons. Like Mm -hmm. my uh, ex fiance who would have voted for Trump. It was strictly money. Mm -hmm. It was just because stocks went way better during Trump than it is during Biden. Yeah. That was the whole reason. Yeah. Nothing else mattered. It was just the money. Yeah. <laughs> Which also I think we need to just get rid of. <laughs> just well, start well, over with that whole thing. <laughs> well, I mean, the government wants to by, you know, doing CD- CBDCs and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. You want, I mean, that's that, that, that that's also the, the point of, you know, um, cryptocurrency is to start yeah, over in a way that's not. You know, so that we don't have to rely on these these governments with their federal reserves and things, just printing money and inflating our money and and um, and, and, you know, just playing fast and loose with our wealth. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. But like, I I don't I still don't really understand with crypto. Like, should we be invested? Because it's like if one Bitcoin is sixteen thousand or thirty two thousand dollars, whatever, like that doesn't seem real. It does. None of it seems real. And like the fact that some guy got to make it up and then put some and people mine it. And there's all these servers that are. I don't understand any of it. it. Maybe Ethereum's better. There's a dog one. Oh, yeah. I made a few thousand bucks off Dogecoin. Thanks to Elon Musk. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. Um, But I and I but I do love how the government is trying so hard to get their hands in it. They're like, we have to collect on this. You're not allowed to have your own currency. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, and then they could control so much and track so much. And I mean, the Chinese are already, you know, all over rolling it out. You know, yeah. So you can control what people spend their money on and you can. And the Chinese have already started trying out the stuff where um, some money has uh, an expiration. So because if they want to stimulate the economy to get people to get people to spend, you go, all right, you have this money, but it expires in two weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot they can do. And if you wake up in a world where you can't you don't have a car and so you try to get your Uber, but now you've been cut off from your money because you posted something on Facebook the government didn't like. And because you questioned something that was 
you know, you were questioning something about climate change, which it's too great of a threat to be able to question. Just like they could censor you if you talked about the vaccines because mm-hmm. it was too great of a threat. So if they can do that, then we know what else could they do that for? And if they can freeze your money because you're a trucker in Canada who doesn't want to get vaccinated because you never even are with anybody else and whatever. Um, you know, there's it's like they've set these precedents now where... COVID really uh, rocked, <laughs> rocked the game hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really, I think, and I think that was uh, an ultimate flex on all the guys. Well, I think that's like an all government thing where right. they were all like, okay, guys. Right. I'm sure that the outcome <laughs> wasn't necessarily what they were looking for, but I think it was just kind of a way to be like, scare people into. I'm not sure the outcome wasn't exactly what they wanted. I mean, here you have. They're doing gain of function research. Um, At least if we're in Boston, <laughs> we use the soft R. <laughs> you park the cot, Harvard Yard, you retard. It's like how you get into the <laughs> Boston accent. Anyway, okay. I think we solved some of the world's problems. Do I think you, we did. Uh, do you want to plug anything? The good old um, Well, I guess I just tell people to follow me on the Instagram. It's uh, robot peni, like multiple penises, P-E-N-I-I. Why did you go with that? It started out as a game. It was supposed to be robot penis. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Cheesecake Factory and they give you the stupid thing to hold your table and it lights up when it. So I was like holding it up to myself being like robot penis. Mm-hmm. And then I would like hold up other things and be like, this is my penis. It was a game. And then I just kept it. But I couldn't get robot penis because that was already taken on the Instagram. So I had to do multiple yeah. penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody ever has that one. You know, it's strange because if you were going to have a robot with a penis, you may as well have more than one. You know, more, pe- yes. more pen- yeah. penis. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple sizes. Yeah. Just different shapes attachments. and colors. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I have one that's robot a, yeah. penis. That's right. You know what? You but it makes total sense. Stop it once. <laughs> it makes total sense now. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Bridget. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it.